Hello, welcome in CHGO Bears podcast. Oh, what a day it's been. An eventful practice at House Hall. We're here to break it down. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen. we have pulled him out of timeout. He is back. He is with us. Uh, we apologize for the slight delay on today's show. Nicholas Moriano furiously tweeting away here still. And uh, that guy. Oh, that's Greg Braggs, who yep. was just hacking up my yard with a nine iron. When I pulled up, it's a wedge. It's that, a wedge. That's the effort that we love out of Greg Breggs. I am in a great mood. I, despite what I just said five seconds ago, I love every single Chicago Bears fan, including the two that I just ran into in the parking lot. I would like to personally apologize to the show for being a little bit late today, but I was waiting around for Tremaine Edmonds, and I put my phone up there to record it. Then I couldn't find my phone because I forgot I put it there, and all that happened. But when I ran into Jamie and Bill in the Bears parking lot just a second ago, and I had my Tourette's moment of the day on the tweet that we're about to talk about with Darnell Mooney, and I said, that's what he said really loud, and Jamie and Bill, I was walking by myself, head down, talking out loud in a parking lot lot right and I was like that's what he said and then these two guys turn around and they look right at me like who is this weirdo talking to himself and then like one step later it was hey Carm love the show great like really really love it I'm like what are your names Jamie and so Jamie and Bill saw me speaking to myself in the parking lot and then flying out of the parking lot to try to make it here on time uh, but I do if we can get into Darnell Mooney and what he had to say about Justin Fields I think that would be great for this program and for my sanity yeah I think everything is going to be okay. Uh, I think so. You never know uh, with with Bears Twitter. But uh, let's just tell the story. Uh, first of all, it starts with the fact that the uh, offense was not good today. And it's, this is not a, uh, a, a he said, she said day. This is a pretty much unanimous uh, opinion shared by, most importantly, Luke Getze and Justin Fields because they came out and they're like, yeah, the uh, – Defense won practice, which was obvious to anybody who was there. And uh, that's okay because I think overall, and we can get into the, the, the details of this a little bit later on because I do want to concentrate mostly on the Fields Mooney stuff to start. But this has not been a defense dominating offense throughout camp type thing. I no. think this has been up and down. I think it's been fun. I think it's maybe just a, a little, leaves a little sour taste in your mouth that it's been like since the pads went on. Now this is when the defense is taking over. Yep. But I love Justin Fields' attitude. Off day tomorrow, come back Friday. There's going to be three fun practices this weekend, including Family Fest at Soldier Field. Let's see what it looks like a few days from now. Um, not worried about it, but that is what we saw today. The thing that I thought stood out, and Carm, you and I did a video out as soon as practice was over, before Getsy and Fields talked, just recapping what we saw. And... Oh, the first thing I pointed out was what I didn't like was that the defense was chirping and they had all the swagger and all that, which oh, that part I liked. I should clarify. What I didn't like was that the offense was just like silent. Like there was no energy. There was no fight back. So what I really loved was like the second we stopped that video and we went back inside, Luke Getze was already inside in the process of agreeing with that sentiment and taking objection to that idea and said that's why he started yelling at his guys in the middle of practice because he didn't like that they were walking back to the huddle. And then Fields followed and said, yeah, got to have more energy. I got everyone together after practice and told them that we got to work on this. And then Darnell Mooney talks and as part of him saying, yeah, we need to have more energy, that starts with the quarterback. And 
let's just start here with this because I know the audio already better to just have Darnell Mooney said what Darnell mm-hmm. Mooney said than any of us. But here was his response to him talking about how the offense can get more energy. I think it starts one with with the quarterback. I mean, he has to come in the huddle, bring confidence in the huddle, and uh, understand that it's just just with him. Uh, Justin is a calm guy, so he has to he has to understand that um that he is our our, our leader and our guy. So we go as far as he goes, and he has to come in with that juice, and he does. He does come in. Sometimes he's just so locked in and so so dialed into what he's doing. He has to like sometimes click in. Click in and like, hey, I gotta get my eyes jumping. That's why sometimes I'll come up to him, just hit him in the back of the head or jump him to him. I try to get him like not so locked in, so he understand like, hey, we gotta, we we looking at you to see how far we can go. So, and um, him being a young guy, I mean, it, it's it is what it is. He this is his team, but some, but he he understand that he has to he has to bring the juice every day. There it is. That. To be clear, that is definitely not anybody throwing anyone under the bus. It is just a reality, and it's something we have taught. I I liked hearing that from Mooney because something we've talked about a lot. I know I've said it a million times, but when I watch Justin Fields play football, I can sense just even sometimes watching on television the ups and downs of his, I like to call it swagger. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this applies for it any football player to some extent when you're losing sidelines are going to be quiet when you're winning, when you're winning, there's going to be a lot more energy, but fighting through that is what, what I think is very important. And fields is definitely to what Mooney was saying there. He is, he can be very serious. He can be, (laughs) another timeout. Keep going. (laughs) Nose in the corner. I liked hearing that Mooney uh, acknowledges that and saying that, like, yeah, because this is a team game. You got to lean on your teammates, too. It can't just all be on the quarterback. So, really, this is a win all around. I feel like the offensive guys acknowledge their energy sucked today. Mm -hmm. The quarterback said something about it. And another player on that offense acknowledged that, yeah, it starts with the quarterback, and we got to encourage him sometimes, too, to keep it going. I don't see any problem with this. It's a fun football discussion. Yeah, and Justin Fields said himself, too, like, he will be the one, if the defense is still chirping, like, he'll be the one to give the energy. And we always see Fields bring that energy in games after he has a big run, does his little first down marker, and then you see that swagger, the vocalness from from Fields. So you don't obviously get to see that as much in training camp, but... To me, what Mooney said too, it's almost like natural. Like, yeah, it comes. It starts with the quarterback. No duh. Like the energy from you know your team, the offensive side needs to start with your your signal caller. And I think it's just a you know something that he looks to. And because Justin Fields is such a dialed in guy with this complex offense, wants we'll to get everyone lined up in time. Like like Mooney said, he'll have to slap Fields in the back of the head. Like, hey, we still need you to bring that though right. because you are the leader of this offense, and we'll look to you when we need to get that that energy resurgence. So again, I didn't have a problem with how Mooney addressed it, and especially how Fields handled his press conference today. You guys, I know it was an, a, a down day for the offense, but he came in, he was smiling about the sun kiss crushed soda at the beginning of it and i kind of knew maybe this one might be different in terms of how he approached the press conference and i thought he absolutely killed it today i loved 
Justin's uh, press conference today. I thought his he could have had a very muted down day because the offense didn't have a good day, and he was the exact opposite. He was owning it. He was a great, great, growthful day. I, I thought that it was one of the most impressive press conferences that he's ever had, as, and he's had a, a lot of impressive press conferences. So it, mm-hmm. it really jumped. True. It was really, um, Im- to use the word impressive one more time. Um, so... Uh, I mean, look, Luke Getze had a moment on the field where he had to say uh, something because it was bothering him about the energy. And, and Adam, to your point where you started this whole thing, I was sitting there with when I was so happy that you brought it up in the three minute video that we did where I'm like, wow, the offense is really quiet right now. I don't, Nick, I don't know if you're having the same exact thought. At Absolutely. The time. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. well, to put it in, like to kind of paint a picture for everybody who wasn't at practice, we were on the sideline with the offense today. The defense was across the field. We could hear everything the defense was saying, yep. all their chirping because there was not, it was a church on our side. Right. You, you yeah. could hear us. They probably the offensive guys could probably hear us talking about how quiet it was because that's how quiet it was. <laughs> yep, exactly. It, it was it was it was painfully quiet. Mm-hmm. It was like you you had no you. There's probably no other thought that you should have. Like wow, they are because I thought I heard like DJ mumble DJ Moore mumble something coming back to the bench after one of the plays where he didn't get the football. And I wasn't sure if he did or didn't. I don't know. I thought I did, uh, but the bottom line is the thing. It was just not going well. And I did like that Fields also said at the back end that, that it it turned on the two-minute at the back end of practice because yeah. they did they did look a whole lot better. And then Getze underlining that they're putting a lot of stuff in there to see if the offense can handle it, basically trying to put them in a compromised position to see how much how they're going to react, which is, you know, hey, you're going to be playing NFL football games against NFL football players, and it's going to be really difficult. So we're going to make it difficult for you in training camp too so you can handle it when it really matters. I was wondering... How much do you want to build these guys' confidence up along with making it difficult? Uh, but I didn't get that question in because people were firing away at Getze uh, at the back end of the press conference. So yeah. yeah, it was noticeable. Like for the fans on the far other side of the field, they played on field one today, which is closest to the facilities, but furthest from the fans in the stands. And from that side of the field where they did limited amount of practice, it was mostly on your guys' end. I tweeted during practice while there is supposed to be twice as many snaps as yesterday. Today's practice doesn't have the same energy as yesterday from my vantage point. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because they're on the far side of the stands, but noticeable difference in energy. So I'm glad that was echoed sentiment in the, in the press conferences and, and Luke Getzey taking notice right in the moment because yesterday I thought both sides of the ball were competing. And today it was the defense letting the offense have it. They were barking at these guys, mm-hmm. constant shit talking going on. They're and out. you love that from Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon, who seemed to be asserting themselves in their second year in the league. But it got to a point where the offense had so much of it that they all almost got into a bit of a skirmish. And then at the very end of practice, when they do 11 on 11, two minute drill, first team versus second team. That was when the offense finally woke up and that Mm -hmm. was right after the skirmish and they went five for five down the field. They weren't able to execute in the red zone, but they started to move the ball a little bit. And you almost felt like that was a little pep in their step because of the way the defense was showing them up. Maybe. Um, yeah, it was a little bit better there they at the end. It. Although it would have been nice if they got in the end zone. Yep. Uh, yes, we can definitely say happy birthday, Steve, to your daughter, Sadie, from California. Happy ninth birthday, Sadie. She's watching the show. Happy we birthday. We appreciate it. Brisker, brisker, Sadie, Sadie. 
the the chippiness that you're talking about, the skirmish that you're talking about, Braggs, it happened, and we talked about this in the other video, but let, let's rebring it up here. P.J. Walker, who did not have a good day today. No. no it's scuffling. Like, I, I don't know if we're going to have a backup quarterback uh, competition at some point. Probably not, but maybe. I would I would say that that's, a, that's at least a chance. But at any rate, he, he threw one low and in front of Valus. He had no chance to catch it. There was a lot of defenders there. Valus could have laid out and put himself in harm's way in training camp and might have put his helmet into to a defender's knee. Uh, he didn't do that, so he let up, and then the defense went at him, and a lot of them. There, it was uh, maybe 10, and he had had enough, <laughs> and, he start, and so then he started pushing people. Uh, and then and then the offense came running over and then more people were pushing people and then it quickly diffused. Yep. So that was, that was our first skirmish of, of training camp. I don't well, know, where well you besides you and Braggs getting at it the other day. And Kari, Kari Blazing game got into it on Saturday's practice too, correct? Yeah, I think yeah. uh, the last time we practiced. Yeah, that was a little. Somebody. Both were little skirmishes. Though. We haven't had a this, Kyle Long versus Akeem Hicks quite th yet. This was, this was more of a, a, a group situation. Yeah. yeah, this and and it you know Valus is a very chill, relaxed guy who was liked I, at least from what I could tell by everyone. So it was interesting that it was him that, that kind of. Well, anytime you get called soft, especially yeah. in football, that's what they were saying. Yeah, you're so pulling up. Mm -hmm. They were they were calling them, and and it wasn't. They at that point they were talking to all the wide receivers. I think yeah. about that. So, um, and and again, what I didn't like was just that there wasn't much of a response and, Pushback, and yeah. it was just so quiet over there so look I, I i am not worried about the offense i've been saying it for days i feel like mostly this offense has been trending in the right direction today was a clear victory for the defense and now i can't wait to see what it's like this weekend can the offense respond can they have a good day and that's what you want to see in camp mm -hmm. you want to see competitive practice practices that in the big picture they kind of even out and on the flip side of all this, uh, which we can get to our good and bad here in a second uh, from the day, there's a lot of good from the defense. The last thing I want to say about, though, the Darnell Mooney thing, um, just, you know, just so everyone understands how this works, but we're in there trying to to live tweet quotes. People want to hear, see them because not everybody can watch the press conferences live. And sometimes the full quotes do not get put in a tweet because they're too long. Too or they're long. Just, it's, you know, we're, it's like basically transcribing in real time. And every once in a while, the full context of a quote does not end up in there. And if that's how it was read and received, we apologize for that. I agree that this was definitely a situation where the full context of a quote should have been in there to really make it clear that nobody was throwing anybody under the bus. So anyway, that has been fixed at CSGO Bears. Thank you for those of us that, that those of you that follow us there and please do at chgo underscore bears and uh, i listen i did the tweet i'm doing it live i'm not i don't have the benefit of, of it playing in my head so i only have so much capacity in my brain to uh put together what's being said and the fact of the matter is is that he he did you know ask for more from justin period and he and he, and he doubled back on he said and he does and then he doubled and after that as we just played it he again is 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 like he's encouraging him we want more we want more juice from 
the quarterback because he is the leader. And that's totally fine for him to say. Right. And you combine that with the fact that you said Getsy had to get in their ass at one point in camp or during during practice to say the energy wasn't there. It was apparent to everybody watching, including in the stands. So and they do have a lot of guys who are pretty mellow. Mooney is a mellow guy. DJ Moore is not. I wouldn't call him a vocal leader. The one vocal leader that they have as far as that room is Chase Claypool. And he's more closer to the over the top where they're trying to dial him back. Someone's got to reel him so back. Well, that's why I was going to say I wouldn't call him a vocal leader. I would call him vocal. Right. He's vocal, yeah. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> so, right. B- b- better. Well, better said. The one vocal guy they have. So whereas the defense has a vocal leader in Tremaine, who's also very grounded. Eddie Jackson. Too, Eddie. Eddie I mean, every, all of these. They guys, have a lot of these guys. They have right. a lot of dudes. The, that are the, the offense doesn't necessarily have that. Doesn't have. And maybe that right that's now. a good thing. I mean, offensively. Like defensively, you want to be ferocious and just a crazy person, right? But offensively, I feel like you need to have a little more balance. You know, let's uh, address a super chat here from Kevin O'Reilly 499. Think Monty's presence attitude is part of what's missing when it comes to the offensive lack of chirping. Uh, no, because Montgomery wasn't necessarily right. a, a fiery, yelly guy either. He did it through his play, like he yeah. would run people over, but I don't know if he was like the vocal guy that's kind of lacking right now. I also don't think this has been a problem. I think it was just a problem today because they were getting yeah. their ass kicked and they weren't exactly. happy about it. Right. And it was hot right. and it was the longest practice that they yeah. had. It went two hours and 20 minutes and True. Carm kept talking shit on the sideline and they could hear that and they were right. getting upset about it. Well, <laughs> and like yesterday, Komet jumped on Chase Claypool after the Claypool touchdown. They were all getting into it offensively excited uh, when, uh, you know, um, the, the rookie wide receiver, Tyler Scott, blew mm-hmm. down the field. Yep. Everybody went crazy. So the energy was there yesterday because of the success they were having. It, Today, I think if we're if we want to go glass half full, which I know uh, most people who watch this podcast want us to do, and I think it is actually a glass half full thing. What's being brought out right now, the fact that there is uh, a little contentious or push within the offense for more leadership, more vocalness, and more conf- and and Fields to me grabbed that immediately after practice the way he stepped up to the podium so i i think today overall could be a huge win for the offense Um, i I don't know why i'm getting texts (laughs) that that say i'll read it um it's jews equal cool um i just looked down at his phone and that was the most just, hey, these are some of our softball ringers you shouldn't be looking that at was that very but, that was uh, very they're, they're, i didn't mean to they're, they're you left t- your messages open and i was like that's a random text to see out of the corner of my eye they're, they're, um, we're, they're just having some fun in there right. god bless them well here i want to get to a few more super chats here in a minute but very quickly let's get to our best and worst of the day because it, it's on this topic of okay if you want to go glass half full on this well the worst i've already said it i did not like the offense's response to the defensive swagger and all that chirping i freaking love though their response in the press conference is good to hear what i did like on the practice field that i thought was clearly the best thing kyler gordon spider-man whatever we want to call him with the spidey senses he was tearing up and dominating team drills today he had um one period where he had an interception yes it was on fields uh he had a uh, tfl on Tristan Ebner, yeah. On Tristan Ebner, where he just a great run fit, hit him in the backfield, didn't even hit him that hard. Like, he actually pulled up and still put him on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it was impressive. And he pulled up because they're not supposed to be tackling, but he tried not to. But in a game, he, I don't know, may have killed him. <laughs> and... Um, and then uh, the sack. sack right after that, where he's going, he's rushing, which is another great thing you can do with a nickel corner. And he just 
beat the hell out of Robert Tanyan and sack Justin Fields. So yeah, none of that sounds good for the offense, but on the other hand, Kyler Gordon is having a great training camp. He looks really good at that nickel corner spot, and he's one of many pieces in the secondary that I think is is extremely underrated right now because any ranking you see of the Bears secondary, uh, how they rank against the rest of the league, it's like 20th or 25th or even worse in some cases. I think people are sleeping on the secondary, um, and it's really up to guys like Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker who are going to be the reasons why you know, maybe five or six weeks into the season, everyone's like, whoa, what do they got? What do they got going on in, in Chicago with the, with those DBs? Yeah. I'm really excited about Kyler Gordon and how he's playing and how they're utilizing him in that nickel slot. He's really um, just capitalizing on that opportunity. My best from today, you guys was chase Claypool and he absolutely cracked TJ Edwards on a run play to Khalil Herbert. And then he gets up and flexes and says, go to sleep. And like, that's the energy that Chase Claypool brings. And he's flexing. Edwards and him kind of got into it a little bit. But Chase Claypool, he does bring that energy. He, he he is very vocal. So I really like to see the physicality from Chase Claypool. My worst, though, from today was just P.J. Walker's performance in just really the entire practice. Especially there was a two-minute drill towards the end of practice where, look, the offense, uh, the first-team offense against the second-team defense stalls and gets a field goal. But the second team offense had a chance to go up against the first team defense and PJ Walker has Valus Jones Jr. for a deep ball but the ball is it's late and Tyreek Stevenson's able to come back and you know bat the ball down but PJ Walker he's been he's been a little inaccurate he it just hasn't looked really well from a guy that I think had you know you had good expectations for a backup quarterback you felt good about that position right now he did not have a good practice back-to-back day so I want to see him rebound but that's my worst from today yeah, I definitely think my best has got to be. Um, I was hanging out with uh, buddy Eric Cremens. Shout out to CHGO Cram. Uh, and, uh, oh, I saw that guy yeah, today. He introduced yeah, he's himself. The, the incognito CHGO Cram. Where did you see Twitter? It? He wants to. He'll be here Friday. He wants to meet you, Mark. Okay, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> really good dude. Everybody he's, met Cram except for me. That's that's messed up. I Keep yeah, going. Really good dude. He's actually hooked us up with some Cubs tickets too this year. Um, got to finally meet him in person and his two sons. Uh, good good group there. But they were hanging out later after practice and I was hanging out with them and Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, my best is that they were the last two on the practice field mm. by a landslide. Like after all the security and all the coaches and all the players Love were that. gone, they were literally the only two people standing on grass as I was walking out of there. So they didn't just take their great performance today for granted. They continued to put the work in after practice. And that shows me how much they are ready to take the next step in their leadership. Uh, my worst has got to be Cody Whitehair. Uh, bad snap. You know, this was his problem when he was the center a few years ago. And now, you know, we saw a bad snap from Lucas Patrick the other day. And now we see one with Cody Whitehair. You know, I, I don't know how many times we're going to see it in the season, but it can't be in crucial moments. You know, it, 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 and, and if you do, you hope Justin Fields can bail him out like he did with the, the Lucas Patrick snap the other day and just get it, gather it and throw it out of bounds. But, you know, this is a concern, you know, with the centers trying to figure this out. And it's going to be Cody Whitehead center. And he, he's always had an issue with this. And how much of an issue is it going to be is the question. Keep an eye on Doug Kramer. 
in preseason games here and how he does because I, I think he's a very interesting name because Cody's not going to be playing center forever. And yes, Kramer's undersized, but uh, I, I did see the snap that you're talking about, Braggs, and, I, and I'm just hearing some interesting things about Kramer as a potential option there eventually, not immediately. Uh, my best, we already talked about it, which uh, was Fields at the presser today. That just put a huge smile on my face. But uh, side note best is Greg Braggs taking a picture with Ryan Poles. That was flat out adorable. Uh, and who was your other picture today? I took one oh, with Tremaine. Tremaine Edmonds. I love that too. Tremaine Edmonds, by the way, he's got, a, if when you listen to him and he's got, he's got, a, he sounds a little bit like Snoop Dogg. Have, have you guys noticed that at all? Wait, didn't Somebody we get said that in this the on chat? the show? Yeah, we got that in the um, chat. He, the other day, it was a super chat last week. He legit he has he's got it going on plus then he's got i mean the hair you know tremaine's got some long hair flowing so there's I, that was just kind of an i'm like look it's looking at him like you got a little bit of stupid situation going on here uh yes hoag uh, did you get through your my worst my worst is the injuries uh In te- piling up tevin not yeah, yeah i mean yeah. i know we're we're getting some heat you know but i the last couple of days we're doing this knock on wood routine i yeah, am officially no eliminating no more the knock on wood routine routine it's done <laughs> You said yesterday it didn't matter. Stop talking about it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, it's football, and they <laughs> play tackle football, yeah. and they wear pads, and they get hurt because well, that's what happens in football. We, we, listen, we listened to Tevin talk yesterday, and he basically underlined that this back issue is going to be something that he's going to have to deal with for his entire career. Then he's not on the field today. That's an ouch. And uh, Jack Sanborn got hurt yesterday, has been coming back, and he was nowhere to be found today. He was not on the sidelines. He wasn't anywhere. So Yeah, not great. That's not good. Yeah. So, uh, hey, quickly, I want to give a shout out to Zach Pearson, our guy at Bear Report, yep. um, because there was a giant ass plane that flew over practice today that was like actually kind of freaky. Yeah, I was wondering. Why it was, was that like low? a big four engine plane that did a low pass. And it, like, I don't know about you guys. I was like, what the hell? Like, it was weird. We got a flyover to start the season. I thought for sure it was Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst Mm. and Jordan Love just checking out Bears practice. What did Zach do? Zach Pearson gave us an answer. Apparently, they just flew over Hallis Hall again while Waddle and Sylvie were broadcasting live. It's some sort of NASA plane for emissions. I don't measuring emissions. What the So that's hell? super interesting because I was standing next to Chris Emma when a di- I th- it must have been a different plane flew over. And I think Jason McKee, maybe that's not right. Uh, somebody said, I wonder where that plane is headed. And apparently there is an app that Emma has where if you point it at like. Yeah, it, flight aware. Flight, so yeah. anything that's like right up, it's like, it's right above you. Well, that one, and he's like, it's going to Toledo, Ohio. The hell how so, you know that? So he, mm-hmm. Emma busted that it was going to Toledo. This probably is two different planes, but that's, a, that's a, I didn't well, know this app existed. Well, maybe, did he mean things. Dayton? Yeah, Dayton. Yeah, it took off from Dayton. It's going back to Dayton, but it's flying over. Look at the flight plan right here. It's just it's going back and forth over I the have Chicago. No area. idea what, what that is that you're looking hell? at, but that's amazing that you understand that. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, flight aware. That's what our, us playing geeks. I I was gonna check it in the moment, but I was too busy watching uh, charting. Yeah. Bad offensive plays. <laughs> um. All right. So I just want that freaked me out. I'm glad we have it some type of very low explanation on that. All right. Um, quickly, I'm going to tell you guys about Hooters. I'm going to get to some of these uh, super chats, but Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to the plate for Hooters world-famous wings. Delicious seafood, stack sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day. Check out Hooters seafood specials 1983. 
for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. Why 1983? Well, they're celebrating their 40 years in business all year long in honor of the anniversary on the 4th of every month. Oh, that's in two days. Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings and other great specials. That means the next one is on August 4th, coming up in two days. Check them out. Hooters in their 40th anniversary. Sunnyside's your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. If you're having trouble with Bear's Twitter and you need some uh, relief, I would go to Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer and your Bear's training camp experience. Uh, They've got the Mindy's, which is the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edible, Mm -mm 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 -mm, created by James Beard's award-winning chef, Mindy Siegel. Then there's the Good News, which is gummies and a rechargeable vape pen, the Cresco, which is reliably excellent. Excellent cannabis, which is excellent to use when you're hanging out with Greg Braggs on the golf course uh, if you need to, you know, chill out a little bit. Uh, All the stuff is there for you through August, all month here. What you want to do is go to sunnyside.shop, sunnyside.shop, and use the code CHGO25, CHGO25, and check out for 25% off your total order. That's one use per customer, so make it stick, make it work with your one use not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code, pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. So if you've been there before, you can go in now, CHGO25, get 25% off. You do have to be 21 or over or an Illinois Med card holder. All right, Super Chats are stacking up. Lawrence back producing with us today. Thank God. Fire away. Although Swift Swift Sports wants to know if we can get Braggs in a Hooters uniform. Come on, Swifty. Uh, What are we doing here? Obviously, the answer is yes. Oh. What about a Muscle Beach, you know, tank top? There you go, Swifty. How much? How much are you down, Braggs? We ain't worried about how much I'm down. Well, the last week of camp has not been great. It hasn't been. I've I've had to fall (laughs) off the wagon because I'm just too damn busy. And then today, I stopped by the taco truck. And I had a burrito, which was the worst decision of my life because it was delicious. (laughs) Football season brags is coming back. Way too early for a burrito. (laughs) What kind of burrito did you get? Uh, Pork. I told him, whatever's your best, that's what I want. So Uh he got me a pork burrito. And it was amazing, but way too filling. Food coma. Food coma. But hey, Swifty with the... Hooters comments. Come on. What are we doing here? Lugo 499 Super Chat. By far my favorite podcast. Thank you for the level of detail and preparation you all put into the show every day. Bear down, baby. Thank you, Lugo. We appreciate you guys being here with us every day. With that in mind, by the way, we are going to, uh, we'll be off tomorrow because the Bears don't practice tomorrow, but we are going to have you covered all week along with shows Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. we got another show here later tonight, Bears After Dark. I'll be on with... uh, Windy City Gridiron's uh, historian, Jack Silverstein, one of the best Chicago sports historians out there. We're going to be talking about who should be in the Hall of Fame for the Chicago Bears that got left out this year, Devin freaking Hester, and, of course, Steve Mongo McMichael, who's getting on the finalist list. So uh, tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Central. MD Bear Down 999 Super Chat. This is the first Super Chat I've sent in. Well, thank you for doing it. Mm-hmm. Between OTAs and training camp, have you guys seen Justin call audibles or make checks at the line of scrimmage to get into a better play against the defense? Um, 
I don't know if I've noticed that necessarily. I haven't noticed that either. I think the answer is no, and they're not doing that right now. They have a set call sheet, which is what Fields talked about today, mm -hmm. that they are running, which is why it, it does give the defense an advantage because the defense pretty much has a pretty good idea of what they're going to do. The only thing, though, that Mooney said, I just want to be clear on that. I think they did have a set pl play sheet today. But I don't think it was necessarily scripted in order because he made a comment that they were doing call it plays, which means Anything. they don't necessarily yeah. know the order that the plays are coming in. It's based probably it's more so on the offense coordinator looking at down and distance and situationally what's the best call. And so it really tested um, the players to be on. Because a lot of times they'll in the meetings, this is what we're doing today. Walk through. Now we're going to walk through it. Now you go out there in the practice field. These are the exact plays. And that's not how it is in a game. In a game, it's all situationally. Plan, you don't know yeah. what's coming and when. And I think that's also, and Mooney offered all this up today, I think, to help explain the lack of energy because it was like, it almost was like everybody was on their heels because it was the first day where they're really like, we don't know what's coming. We got to be locked in. We got to know what's coming. And then meanwhile, the, off, the defense was just running free and making plays. Yeah, and even Fields said this too. Uh, he said, um, I, "I meant to say Fields, not Mooney." If I said Mooney, yeah, and he says like we've got a big list of plays. We're doing NASCAR. We're doing a bunch of different stuff, and it can be stressful even on the wider series because they're going in motion. Sometimes they're the Z, X, F in the slot. So he said mentally, it's very challenging during training camp because, like Adam just said, they they're not game playing against their own defense in a regular game week. That's exactly what they'd be doing: game planning for that defense, having specific plays, formation, things like that. That's not necessarily what they're trying to accomplish in training camp. They're, they have a big list of things that they're working on, and you know the defense had a leg up on the offense for sure once what they were running. We don't need to audible. Every play is going to work. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good attitude. I like it. Uh, Joe one ninety nine. Is it possible that the defense will be good? I mean, that's the other side of this. I look. They have playmakers, man. They have some playmakers. I, I will. Let me say this, Joe. The one thing I am most confused about seven practices in um, and going back to OTAs is I can't figure out if the Bears have a better pass rush than we thought or if they're in trouble on the offensive line. Right. And I hope it's not the second one. Right. But there has been a lot of pressure, I feel like, on fields. Yep. And, and, and I'm just like. Is, is this D-line better than we thought? I hope it's a result of all the depth that they've added on the interior of the line and and maybe some of these pickups that they picked up just being better than maybe we thought. But it's it's been more than I thought, and I, I can't figure out if I'm worried about it or just like, oh, maybe the defensive line is better than we think. Guys, Braxton Jones talked, what, yesterday and talked about his hand placement and how it needed to be better. There were a couple reps today where it wasn't better. And it's going to, I don't know how long you have to wait until you start to worry about that, but he said he worked on it all offseason. I know. And it's still in the place that it is right now. So look, Braxton Jones, our guy, came on the CHO Bears podcast earlier uh, this year. He doesn't year. shy from the criticism. No, and he doesn't shy from it. He brought it up himself. So I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing how he can get that better. But yeah, there's been pressure on fields this year. Yeah, uh, I mean, Terrell Lewis has, has beaten yes, he has. Um, Darnell Wright regularly, mm -hmm. I almost at this point can say. It's not just a few times. He beat him again today. He did. And it's like, are the, like to your point, are, you know, because it's kind of back and forth, offense, defense. But does it just mean that this, they're competitively average or competitive? They're not competitively great. You know, that yeah. both sides of the ball, they're, they're not great. They don't have like these superstars mm -hmm. in the trenches. So, you know, because at this point... 
like early on, I think Demarcus Walker was in the lead for who was the best pass rusher so far. But would you say Terrell Lewis is starting to make that climb as so far the best pass rusher out there? And what does that mean? Because Terrell Lewis is, you know, kind of a you know veteran that's moved around mm-hmm. the league. He's had injury issues. He has talent. He's out of Alabama, but that he's your best pass rusher right now. What is that? Is that, that good or bad? Probably not. Good. I mean, to, to answer the question here from Joe Calcagno, thank you again for just teeing up this topic there, Joe. Is it, is it possible the defense will be good? I think it is possible. And there is a lot of talk. Tremaine Edmonds today, uh, I don't know if you guys got to hear it because he was way late and you guys were over here. It was about five minutes of Edmonds. But he, he was like, we got a lot of big dudes. Because yeah, Edmonds is talking about being a big guy in the, in the middle of the field that's causing havoc. And he's naming that Jaquan Brisker is a big safety. Jervon Dexter is a, is a big dude up front. Uh, he even, they got length. Yeah, too. Look at it, especially up the middle. You look at Dexter to Edmonds to pick your safety. Brisker and Eddie Jackson both have really long arms. Uh, it's especially in the middle field. I mean, and to flip it to the back to the offense for a second, I am hopeful that this is really going to help Justin Fields because I I can't imagine he, we already know he's not going to face a linebacker in the middle of the field that's as big and as long as Tremaine Edmonds. No. But up and down from the middle back, there's length all over. So you talk about windows being tight. To be able to practice against this right now, I think is going to be very, very beneficial once they get to the regular season because the the, the windows theoretically should be bigger. You got your shirt figured out? I feel like everyone's, you've been everyone's taunted the shirt. Because it like, has zippers. What's wrong with that? It's weird. Okay, keep going. <laughs> to the other to the other. If you unzip those, can, can we did. see your nipples? What's going no, on? There's no nipples on like this. Like a this Janet a Jackson shirt, thing? Yeah. Um. Listen, I'll go back to wearing CHGO on Friday. Hashtag off day tomorrow. Yeah. So <laughs> right. the other hashtag has, no days off. What, what we do know about the defense <laughs> that I think we can say with conviction is that obviously the linebacker core is great. They have great linebackers and good depth. Tremaine Edmonds is great. I do believe that he oh. looks great oh. out there. Okay. TJ Edwards has looked very good to great. He he has. Carm appears to disagree. Carm. Well, I don't care if he disagrees because I'm gonna go on my run here. Carm, you have 30 he, seconds. Go. I, just I think that Greg is getting it a little bit out in front of him. So obviously the linebacking core is great. The linebacking core has not played a game <laughs> together. The linebacking you, we cannot say that. Tremaine yeah, Edmonds got paid like a great linebacker and he's a very good linebacker, but we don't know that. I don't know what's being said in the chat that you guys are <laughs> laughing about. TJ Edwards, who was awesome to have on the show, you just elevated him to great. He didn't He was get, one of the best coverage linebackers in football last year on the best defense in football oh, last oh, year. Yeah, and, and Tremaine felt, Edmonds was a leader on one of the better defenses in football last year all right, okay all right um we know they haven't played a game together yet l- listen listen we, I, jack sanborn's your freaking idol I, I understand i just want to i just want when you say we know i don't i don't know why i want to push I, back i do feel I just confidence say, I just, I, oh, okay that's difference that's okay. different I'll, okay we'll, okay. Up on we'll that. meet in the we'll, middle we'll i have middle. confidence in They're, saying fine that. done great and then the other aspect is the Super second the, quickly great. the other aspect of this is the secondary Last year, I thought was the second biggest bright spot behind Justin Fields. And now you've added Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith to that defense. So, and like you said, there's tight windows that Justin's having to throw to. You see Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson, and Kyler Gordon running around, making plays. Uh, Jalen Johnson had an interception in one-on-ones today on Tyler Scott. They have a very solid secondary. The back seven is the strength of this team. 
Right. That, I think that is because Tremaine Edmonds is the best linebacker that ever existed. Sure. Great. Let's go all the way there. Hall of Fame. Better than Erlacher. Better than Erlacher. Better than Butkus. Better than Singletary. Better than the most underrated Bears linebacker of all time. When they, when he left the Bears, we lost him. Wilbur Marshall. They never won a Super Bowl. And there he is, Tremaine Edmonds with Greg Braggs. No wonder we're talking about how great all the linebackers are today. Brick by brick, Tremaine Edmonds embodies this spirit of brick by brick. And I appreciate that about Tremaine Edmonds. Okay. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, fan too, baby. Uh, Let's go. Aaron wants a, Aaron suggesting that if the Bears make the playoffs, the whole crew wears nipple zippers. <laughs> Let's go. I, has, I, will, I don't know where I got this shirt. Shirt's probably 28 years old, but I'll find you another one. It's very soft. It, it absorbs well. It's hot out there. I, I've worn a CHGO shirt every single day for the last 13 days. I figured I'd put something else on. Go ahead. Unzip it. It's good for you. I don't, there's pockets in here. It's you good could, for you. You could put a couple coins in there and, and get on the L if it was 1968. <laughs> <laughs> when randomly date yourself there at the end although i do remember tokens tokens that's right was it ever actual coins or just a token you could still i think put, I remember- put silver into it and open the thing up silver. i think silver that would be like quarters and nickels oh. and dimes it's called the <laughs> silver they, like, i thought you need like a, i thought we were back in the eight, 1800s and like literally some uh, silver, uh, thing of silver you had had to throw yeah. it. All right, keys five dollars super chat. The harder the defense plays, the better our offense uh, will respond. Hopefully, this stays consistent. Iron sharpens iron. I am actually somewhat optimistic that that is a uh, that that might actually be what we're watching in this camp. Iron uh, sharpens. We're iron. gonna find out for sure when they go to Indianapolis, right? Zippers, shed. Yeah, but I think we'll. I, I I think we'll know even more by Sunday after these practices this weekend. If the offense bounces back, if they're the one thing I'd look out to for this weekend is like a legit fight. That'd be great yeah, at Family Fest with all the families there. <laughs> some huge fight. Just um, sign me brawl. up. It's it's definitely leading up to that with all the tripping <laughs> going on. <laughs> they ain't, this team loves each other. They're so adorable. The Bears right now. Come on, Frank, the Bears fan, one ninety nine. This means the offense is coming for Blood Friday. That's what I'm saying. And Fields, we know this. He has a, a terrible day. We'll see how he bounces back. Fields has his greatest practice as a Bear Friday. That would be awesome. Imagine that. Talking, talking smack like to the defense, too. Uh, Love to see it. And, and I'll just say it a million times quickly. I just do not feel this is a true representation of what this offense will be. You get very not, little no. from what the run game is going to be at training camp. And Justin Fields never takes off out of the pocket at training camp. So when they start week one, whatever we're seeing right now, in my opinion, is not even close to what this offense will represent come week one. And to your optimism, Braggs, the fact that they were not good today and Fields got up there and was all smiles speaks to, at least in my mind, where he thinks this thing is going. Mm -hmm. So let's go. Bears. All right, we got a couple more super chats to get to here in a moment, but first let's talk about Shady Rays. Shady, Shady Rays. I got some gifts for you guys today. Oh, yeah, this is sweet. Our our fearless leader, Jake Flanagan, making making moves. Oh, I thought it was whiskey. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not whiskey. It's it's even better. It's a bunch of shady rays. Oh, this is what? amazing. Let's go. So we the got <gasps> what kind? 
I forgot which one. Cascade got. Emerald Smoke those are mine, those are mine, for those are Nick. Emerald. Open those up. The put them on. Smoke. What? Yeah, you know what? I better put mine on while I do this. This is great. I got Cascade Black Ocean Timber. <laughs> Going timber. It's really upsetting that they didn't bring a pair for Braggs. <laughs> I'll just take yours. <laughs> That's my bricklayer, baby. All oh, these are dope. I we got love classic it. black timber for uh, Mark Carmen. Oh yeah, yeah. there it is. Shady, go. I love you, Shady. This and uh, don't give these to Braggs. That's yeah. a weird note. Yeah. Oh, that's signature weird note. series blackout incognito. Yeah, you should wear incognito. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost impossible for me. <laughs> to stay in I, like I think Nick wins. This Ooh, be our Hogs is good too. I, I, like, I like the I like the green. Yours are green too? Yeah, the green we is the same one. They had different Let's go. You know, Appreciate you, Shady Rays. The green know. is a nice touch though on the lens. Really? Well, I, for I, those listening that don't know what they look true. like, uh we'll just let you know that our friends at Shady Rays always have you covered for the warm weather, for training camp weather, for hot sun. These are premium polarized shades at an affordable price. They're an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Look at these things. Dur durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, even indoor adventures. We do the show inside with our Shady Rays on. Uh, and that's not all because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. To demonstrate, Braggs is going to break his in half right now. Oh. <laughs> I will break Carms in half. <laughs> <laughs> Every pair of sunglasses. Just for demonstration purposes. I still is, love you, Carms. They're backed by yeah. Lost and Broken. Look, it says right here, lost and broken coverage. We got you. Be confident anywhere. Right there on the label. Let's go. It's you know that's kind of Bragg's problem in life though. He is just confident everywhere. Yeah. I, it's it's a I, blessing and a curse. There's no question about it, that. It's unfortunate. With the black on black, I am kind of looking like a blues brother here for sure. You look very Chicago right yeah. now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but the whole point is if you lose or break your pair, on, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. This is exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. So you get two of these, whichever ones you want. They got a ton more, too, on there. Uh, check them out. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You guys got to go check out Shady Rays and, of course, Lewis University because many of the students are adults just like you. Many have full-time jobs and are families, and all of them chose Lewis's supportive and educational community to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible to earn a respected degree. 35 miles southwest of Chicago and Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News & World Report's top-tier colleges, Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. And faculty bring real-world experience, you guys, and the instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. And they offer career support and academic resources for adult students. And whether you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. Lewis offers several career-focused programs. They'll set you up for success. We're going to highlight one here. The computer science at eight-week sessions can be completed in one year. Concentration in software engineering, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise, and cloud computing. A bunch of stuff there. And, of course, you have the undergraduate degrees like business programs and techno uh, technology programs. And here's the most important part, everybody. 
Discover how our degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this one more time. That's lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. And our Bears training camp coverage, the CHGO Bears training camp coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com forward slash powering biz. Thank you for bringing that up for me, Hogue, even though I probably have it memorized and Behind the scenes here, Hogue just made it super big so old man Carm, yeah. a.k.a. Cramps, could see that. Thank you. Just to be safe. I'm looking out for you. <laughs> I appreciate but it. My eyes suck, too. So, um, Hey, uh, good to see uh, Don Burr back in the uh, chat. Uh, rumor has it that he got banned from the uh, Hogan Johns live chat the other day. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. our producer Kent over there, He, I don't think he knew or cared who Don was. It was just like, go away. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Don. Nonsense. That's great. So, uh, anyway, he's back, so that's cool. Um, all right, more Super Chats, I believe. Man, we they're just coming in today. You. Thank um, you. Does anybody have any interest in hearing the exchange between Potash and, and Fields, or is it only me? Well, I think that's one of the Super Chats. Oh, it is. Okay. So let's, we'll, we'll get there for a second. Uh, okay. The Bears Bastard, 499. When are the coaches required to provide specifics regarding injury? The fan in me is getting antsy not knowing what's going on with Davis and others. Um, I mean, technically, they're, uh, and then the second one here, Wazir Shah, 499. With the injuries to Tevin and Nate Davis, I wonder if Dalton Reisner could be a, a depth Offensive guard signing at the right price. Also, CHGO for life. We appreciate appreciate you. Um, they're not required to really ever give specifics. They have to list them on an injury report once the regular season starts. And that, that's a at that point, they have to actually say what it is and how much they're practicing. But really, it's still not that much detail. It's ankle limited, ankle did not practice, whatever. Um, I don't think we're going to get many answers from the coaching staff here during training camp. Um, the good news is, I guess that they said, and flu said the other day, if it's ever something that like a guy could be in doubt for the regular season, he's going to give us a little bit more information. See, I think they did do that with, uh, Lucas Patrick last year with his hand injury. I think they did come out pretty quickly and say that that's, but didn't it have to get brought up though? We were just talking about this. That was the surgery later in the year. Okay, that's where it was was, like he's actually not coming back. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but I think in camp, like, because he hurt that hand like the second day, and I think it was. That's right. Yeah. So I guess if you're looking for any optimism with Nate Davis and Jack Sanborn, um, who we didn't see out there at all today, Mm -mm. that they're still in the category of it's not supposed to be a big deal possibility of return Who knows? yeah i hope you're right but also flus did not talk today and gets he's not going to report injuries so i think we'll get a better idea that we're in the clear on friday it, for though i saw in the chat earlier people are wondering with tevin out who's stepping in alex leatherwood's getting that shot right now at left guard um we saw that on saturday too where he was getting reps at left guard so, so, you know, first round draft pick hasn't found a home, but gets the underline that he's l- played every position on the line as a bear with the exception of center. Mm-hmm. So they're leaning into the talent of Alex Leatherwood there, which I'm actually interested to see if, um, if, if Tevin you know what, actually, can't be was, there. It was I'm, actually yesterday in pads where they had Leatherwood get left guard reps. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So, and today, well, and the thing I would say with the Tevin Jenkins injury report, Okay, if it's serious, they'll report. But I also feel like just with his particular situation, I know the Bears aren't worried about narratives, but it would help him. 
if they would if it wasn't something serious that they would just say so because That's he's true. had such concern between media and fan base as far as reaction to that. If it's something not that serious, just say so to save Tevin Jenkins the you know constant speculation. Well, and they, they and I think that kind of hurt them hurt them last year when Big they time. weren't uh, as transparent. Remember when he was just sort of lying in the weeds, and then to his credit, Ryan Poles admitted when he came on with on Hogan Johns late in training camp, he said he basically said like, yeah, I probably could have been more transparent, mm-hmm. uh, specifically to Tevin. Um, about what was going on. So, um, yeah, I but, agree. We'll we'll have to see. G- Getzy today with Flus didn't talk today, and Getzy seemed to legitimately not have any idea at that point. He's the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, it was funny when Tevin walked off. It shows you how like coaches really truly are coaches in the moment. Like I was watching Chris Morgan, the offensive line coach, and it wasn't like he was like scrambling to be like, oh, we got to adjust. It was like, okay, next guy. Right. Keep going off the call sheet. Let's keep, you know, practice keeps going on without you. They got to operate well, that way. Never know when someone's going to go down within a game and you just next man up mentality. So that's how they approach it. Well, and that's the other point is that, I, that you know, we all, you know, root for, hope for the best with Tevin Jenkins. But the reality is the chances of him being able to make it through a whole season is slim. I mean, at this point, he hasn't proven he can and he's had injuries before. He's a big dude, and it's just likely to happen again. So to the point of should they bring in, you know, a Reisner or whoever, yeah, they need to keep rolling this roster over. They brought in a defensive lineman yesterday, and they need to keep using that waiver order to their advantage and bring in offensive line specifically in the interior depth because you have two interchangeable centers with Whitehair and Lucas Patrick, you know, albeit they got to figure out being a little better snapping the ball, but – Bring in some guards because when Tevin gets hurt, then, you know, there's less shuffling of the deck. All right, let's fire through some more super chats because I, I know we got a ton of them here. Uh, Chris Peguero, this is non Bears related, 499 super chat, but he says, I was watching CHO Cubs. They fired some shots at you guys, specifically wow. Carm and Bragg. You got issue, CHGO Cubs? Because I'm coming in studio tonight to produce your show. And I'll shut that down real quick. <laughs> Just end the yeah, stream. and, 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 and I'll. Have Braggs do whatever the rest needs to be done on my half. So thank you, Greg. Yeah. We're trying to win Cody. games. Why don't you guys focus over there, CHGO Cubs? We're trying to beat the Reds tonight. Quit acting like you're going to do Worry about us over here. Quit, yeah, you must be out of your mind coming at me and Braggs. Just remember, the Bears are the Bears because they are bigger, stronger. Yeah, you're just the little than, Cubs. Than Cubs. That's I'm why they're in the Bears. Don't make me choose. I love that show, by the mm-hmm. way, and I know that Luke Stuckmeyer would never say anything sarcastic about me ever. Never. So, so. Well, I'm guessing it wasn't Luke. I'm, I'm guessing prom- it was. I'd be very shocked. You think it was Luke? Uh, I'm good. Yes. Promise. It was Luke, and I'm gonna get him tonight. <laughs> That's a threat. It's a good reason to watch CH Shield Cubs tonight, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mark Gautier, 199. Bring the Kirk Cousins fire. That's what we're talking about energy-wise, man. That's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. The goats look You like that. You like that. Yeah, let's go, Fields. Yeah, you like know. that. The Kirk Cousins fire seems so manufactured. Good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's fine. All right. Praven? Yep. We're going to roll with that, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, not even going to attempt to say your last it's name. It's Balak Rishnan. 
Balakrishnan. You nailed it. Yeah. Raven Balakrishnan. You know what? You can read the super (laughs) Great job by you. I appreciate that. It's all yours. Raven, I hope I got that right. $10. Thank you, Hogue. Uh, Looks like today's (laughs) camp was the most chippy, especially from the D. How's Justin dealing with that? Is he allowing all the talk to get to him to do more mistakes? Thanks for all the work, CHGO team. I think he enjoyed the chippiness, actually, today. I think think it gave him extra juice, certainly on the back end, walking out of there. And he was already talking about being fired up for Friday. We've covered this one. Mm -hmm. Um, So thanks. Raven. I just want to see how they respond on Friday. Yeah. Really? Uh, no, 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 Palencia 499. Colin Coward calling Fields a YouTube QB. You didn't say that. What does that mean? It means he's just flashy highlights. highlight, highlight real, but not actually good, just good for highlights. Okay. Well, I like highlights. Highlights are usually good. The more highlights you have, the better. Bears, Bears have had plenty of QBs that don't even give you highlights. Yeah. No, yeah. I've seen people. We got a YouTube quarterback. No, Colin Coward can stick it. You know, <laughs> that's what I got to say about it. He's just trying to, you know, get a rise out of Bears fans, which is easily done. And he's planting his flag against Justin Fields. That's fine. He's Justin had a bad Fields. career. I would never want to have his career. That guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. He can stick it. Yeah. 20 million a year owns yeah. his own podcast network. He can stick it. ESPN's back bidding on him again. Yeah. yeah. Sell out. He has, he, oh my God. He changed his opinion. How could he do that? You're not allowed to do that in this world. Colin, I got your back on the show, buddy. I don't. He can stick it. Guy's so good at his gig. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, $5 over 800 people watching. Everyone should hit the like button. These guys put in a lot of hours for us. Hit it. Thank you, Logan. Appreciate it, Logan. Appreciate it, Logan. Let's get those likes up. Let's go. There is one thing I I will never understand. I I think every YouTube video I ever watch, I always just hit the like button. I don't even think about it. Nick just hit the like button for the first time today. Hit the like button. Not to call out Nick. Hit the like button. (laughs) But he did it. I did it. But he did it. See, Adam talked about it. I did it. It's so simple. It's like instantaneous. Hit the like button for nipple zippers. (laughs) If we get to 800 (laughs) likes on this show, Carm will actually wear real nipples. Nipple zippers. Get to a thousand. I'll take the shirt off and do the rest of it. Oh, there's the incentive right there. There we go. Yeah, that honestly, you should just do that as your form of punishment. Because I was saying back to the, we should throw eggs at you, but for your form of punishment, you could finish the show without your shirt on. Punishment for what? For for for. (laughs) (laughs) What do I have to say? It. I I don't want to. Oh yeah, no. I want you to say it for the tweet that we had. (laughs) I'm sorry. You asked for it. I wasn't going to completely throw you. I already said I tweeted it, and I stick by it. And 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 Bears fans, we don't need to be this sensitive. Nobody. I mean, people should literally. If you just saw a CHGO tweet for the first time, maybe maybe you you think we're trying to like go at the players. But if you watch us literally for five seconds, you know how much we put into this and how much we we support the team. So come on, man. There, there, there's nothing but good intention here. I, I, th- I thought we had earned that benefit of the doubt, but I get it. We are new, so maybe we haven't. But he, he, that, no, that, that, he, Darnell Mooney is asking for more juice and more and, and, and even more from, from the quarterback, and that's completely cool, and those two are great friends. All right, I like this question here. Chris, uh, $5 Super Chat. Dream guests on CHGO. One Bear player, one non-Bear player, one coach, one media member. Wow. Um, I want the rock. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock would be dope. Dwayne The Rock Johnson for the non-Bear player. Uh, media member would be Rich Eisen, who promised to come on the show and has never responded to any of our messages. 
Uh, you know, Rich is busy, and and maybe I just have made too much of a weird thing about the shower the situation. Shower. Yes. So so that another could... thing Carm screwed up. <laughs> Rich, come on the that show. I watch you in the shower. I'm sure. You I just told I told that Rich email. that I was listening to him in the shower, and he made a great point, and and he was weirded out that I was listening to him in the shower, and forever. But I thought he was joking. So whenever I've reached out to him to come on the show, I've said it's shower guy, and maybe that's the reason. Maybe why he's filing a shower order. guy. But how else would he remember me? That's true. And we were—I thought we were boys. Yeah. Eisen does a great job. Or Stu, uh, he's coming on this show. He'll come on the show. Maybe he's in. We can clip this. I'd love. And to then, of course, the one bear player or one bear player is Devin Hester. And if we ever had him in studio, I would just cry the whole time and tell him how much I love him. And he should be in the Hall of Fame. And we're going to talk about that tonight with Jack Silverstein while I cry about that. Um, I mean, the current bear player would have to be. Fields, right? It would definitely have to be Fields. Yeah, Fields. We'll see what we can do about that. Zachary Hillborn, 199. How did you guys like Mark Potash's question today? First of all, I like every Potsy question. Me too. I just want that record. He's a legend. And um, that was a little uh, of an so, interesting back and forth today. What was it? Because I didn't get to hear it. Well, go ahead, Adam. I mean, the general premise was like, okay, the defense having a great day will make the offense better. And then Potsy asks... Basically, for specifics, how does that make you better? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a little bit of back and forth because there was some confusing, but um, it, it, I don't know. It listen, He's basically saying, like, how do we know that the defense being good doesn't is, is not actually means that the offense is bad? Yeah, that's what he, that's what he was getting at. How do you know that it's actually the defense is being good or versus like you guys are just not anywhere close to where you want to be? And Fields didn't understand the question, and he kept on. Yeah. He, he, but, he, but can I? Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it actually led to a very interesting. It answer. really did. Yeah, yeah. Which is and, why I, and I want to highlight some of what he said because this is a f- completely fair point from Justin Fields. He said, "Right now, it's harder for the offense to hone in on certain plays. We don't have this audio, do we? Just we, we do. We, we do, do have we, this. We have audio. the whole exchange well, if we want to play it. You want to hear this? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. It's Sorry, a long, it's a long exchange though. It's two plus minutes, but I think it's worth playing because yeah. it, ju- it just shows it just Give shows how much Fields cares to give a good answer, mm-hmm. and then he do- gives you a very interesting assessment of what exactly is going on at training camp. I loved it. Here it is. In a in a practice situation, how do you know, or how will you know, that this defense is making you better? How do I know? Yeah, how do you, yeah, how do you know that's happening, and how or how or in the future as you respond to like what they did? How, how will you know? What are you looking for, or just how do you know that? I mean, I know because our offense is is you know not doing what we need to do to, to drive the ball. I mean, it's it's uh it was, it was it was tough out there today. You know, defense defense did their thing. I feel like the first by the first three days we we got them, but I mean they they definitely bounced back. You know, today and I think yesterday was yesterday was all right with us, but I mean. How I know they're going to be good is just going against them. How do you know that that's going to make your offense better, the defensive resistance you're getting? How do I know that that's going to make our? How will the, yeah? How will their, your defense make you make you you and your? I mean, offense? yeah. If we're if you know if we're just driving down the field on them every drive, then I mean it's it's easy. But the, if we're not, then of course that's going to get us better. If I don't know if that okay. if you're getting what I'm I I don't know if. Did I answer your question or not? I don't, I don't know. Well, sometimes when a defense is good, it's, when a defense wins the day, it's because the offense isn't good, frankly. I want to know how, nah, I want, how does, how does the defense winning the day make your offense better? 
how does defense win in the day? I mean, the defense is challenging us. So it's like, boom, we see they, they're a great defense out there. They're, they're doing their thing out there. They're mixing up coverages. You know, our receivers are seeing different coverages. So, boom. <laughs> We're not game planning for our defense right now. We have a bunch of set plays that we're running on our defense and that, boom, we're just trying. Like, right now, it's, it's harder for the offense to really hone in on certain plays because in a game week, we have an actual game plan that we're, you know, we're running a set of plays. So guys probably aren't going to have as many mistakes in the game because we have a set game plan. We have a call sheet to where, boom, all right, we know this formation. We got these, these set of plays. But training camp it's like we got a big list of plays you know we're doing nascar we're doing a bunch of stuff so you know guys it's it's, it's definitely st- very stressful mentally on you know different receivers and stuff like that guys are moving down to down to you know different spots or z x f in the slot so um it's very mentally challenging but i mean i just know that it's going to help us get better because we didn't just you know drive the field on, on on our defense you know that that doesn't happen i mean i feel like just this work that we got today, it was it was good. So it's it's back and forth. Like I said, boom, one day the offense has a good day, the defense has a good day today, and yeah, there were there was some things today where the you know we can control, we can hit a wide open guy, or we can you know make a catch, we can make a contested catch, you know. So it's you know constantly getting each other better, constantly you know going at it in practice each and every day. I I think that's a great answer. I, I and I understand where Potsy was coming from with the question. It's not the easiest thing to explain um, or answer, but because we've seen this, we've gone through so many years of this. It's like defense dominates. Well, then the offense sucks. Offense is good. Well, then the defense sucks. And it's like, you want it to be back and forth. I really do think it has been back and forth. And what I wanted to bring up there, and I'm glad we played the audio because what Fields is talking about there is very, very important. When you're in training camp, you're trying to cover everything mm-hmm. in a short amount of time, in like a few weeks. You're trying to hit on everything so that at some point in the season, when it comes up in your game plan for that week, it's not brand new. You might have to refresh it. You might have to rep it a bunch that week, but at least it's not a brand new install. And right now, that's what's different about if if your playbook is a thousand pages, which hopefully it's not. I think that's what it was in the, the Nagy era, but... Um, let's just say you have a list of 100 plays. Well, you might go, or 200 plays, you might go into a game week with 40 or 50, right? And and then that week you can hone in on, like when you go home at night and you're like, I got to know this, 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 and this for Sunday. It's not this expansive thing Then so many things are getting thrown at you. Now, it might sound like an excuse right now, but it's also the reality of training camp. No, it's a good point. And I think, you know, even sometimes just covering it, you almost, you look who had the better day, offense or defense, but... We don't know exactly what the offense is working on that day. They have all these plays and they're trying to implement things, install stuff, and you know, defense might be ahead of them. But you know, they are working on these set plays. And when it comes game time, like you're limiting, like what Adam just said, what you're going to work on, knowing how you're going to attack a defense specifically, and it's not going to be so wide open to where Lukesky can call anything right now, and the offense has to adjust and make sure they know the right play, the placement, and all the things that go into it. So it's uh. It's definitely a complex thing that the, the Bears are working on right now. I, by the way, I didn't say it was a good question. There are people in the comments. I said it was a good answer. And sometimes it, it led to a good answer. <laughs> right. I, I, and I think what I think the the spirit of what Potsy was trying to ask was a good right. question to get answered. Was the uh, delivery perfect? No, but who cares? Like it, the question got asked and it got answered, and we got a good quote from Justin right. Fields it, out it, of it. it gave insight. Yeah. and right. that's something Carms always try to teach me. It's not about the question; it's about getting a great answer. 
I did try to teach you that. I don't even know. You tried to teach me that really? a few times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's why you're I mean, such a good guy. Thank you so much. And a pro. Sometimes I, I, I got news for you. Sometimes the dumbest questions get the best answers. I mean, Honestly. I just give Mark Potter's question. It was not his best question. He and he had to explain himself multiple times. A lot of media dudes would fall out of there and wouldn't hang in there. Potash will just keep going. And there is a certain Mark Potash muscle that I wish I had because I I I would have gotten out of that situation. He just was like and then ultimately he said well sometimes the office just sucks <laughs> I mean, he, right he, he he said it i it, it takes you got to give a guy like that credit i understand that all the people saying it was a bad question i'm just telling you it takes it takes some guts to yeah. do what he did right it, there it's hard sometimes i have so many you know thoughts flowing through my head when i want to ask a question like when i was at the combine and you try to put it in a condensed version of your thoughts, and sometimes it can just spill out of you. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to get an answer of the question you have. So Mark's question of ultimately, well, sometimes the defense is just, or sometimes the offense just sucks, that just reminded me of 2019. When the Bears signed Cleo Mack in 2018, he didn't go to training camp. And then the next year at camp, all of Bears fans were hyped for a Super Bowl contending year. And we got to camp, and what did we see? We saw Khalil Mack dominating every first team rep and Dan Weederer, to his credit, and we've had our back and forth, but he was the first on it to say something's not right here. And I'm meatball Greg going, trying to rationalize it as to why. And I go, well, Khalil Mack is dominating every rep and the offense can't get a clean play in because every time Khalil Mack's in the backfield. And sometimes that's what happens when you're trying to decipher what's happening in practice. Khalil Mack is an amazing talent, but at the same time, trying to balance that against what the offense still should be doing despite that, you, that's where you kind of get caught in the weeds. So I think it was a good question to to get that answer out of Fields to explain what you're trying to get out of camp. And, and just lastly on it, Fields could have just fluffed that off and said whatever he said and be done with it. But he actually cared to give a, an answer and explain what was going on, not just for Potters, but for, for you, the Bear fan. And, and I just thought that that was there was an extra level that fields wanted to go there that was impressive yeah i i look fields did not win the day on the practice field he won the press conference no doubt and we can certainly have a debate over which one of those is more important it's probably the first but i i thought for what could have been a very very frustrating day and him being in a very bad mood potentially he came in there and i was very impressed with how he handled himself how he owned everything that happened today how he explained how what happened today how he admitted the energy has to be better i feel very optimistic that friday's gonna be a much better practice from justin and the offense and uh honestly i hate that i'm surprised i'm saying this but i hate there's an off day tomorrow i wish there was practice tomorrow to watch because i don't want to have to wait two days to see <laughs> to see how they bounce back now i know nick is ready for a nap yeah look yeah. at him he's like i i need to go to if bed if there's if there's one stop if there's, waking up at four o'clock yeah it's a dog dog wants to go play catch you gotta go play catch get go rid get of the, the dog no, I yeah. get rid I'm, of the dog. I'm doing another Brady. bears after dark at eight and i'm excited to talk to all you guys there and then cubs post game so i won't be getting home until 1 a.m so i'm not that upset but i love going to training camp and living my dream here at chgo sports so i certainly am not complaining i'll never forget the bricklaying days uh if i can leave one last note on one positive from the offense is Darnell Mooney is starting to be elevated to more 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 reps mm -hmm. they had him in more 11 on 11 did, team yeah. drills today 
And so that means he's progressing along in a positive direction. You add that with Chase Claypool continuing to make plays. He made more today. Uh, you combine that with DJ Moore, and, and they've, they're going to have something cooking down the road, and, and that's, that's a positive sign for the offense, if any, today. All right, fun day, fun show, Bears win. We love you. Go Bears. <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're uh, again, Braggs tonight, 8 o'clock for Bad After Dark. Bad After Dark? The bad is already in the after. You don't have to say for bad after. after. It's right. just that's bad. True. That's true. Okay. That's true. For the bad show. You don't call it the bad show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. In all fair, tonight's show is going to be awesome because Jack is great. He knows his Hall of Fame stuff. Uh, he knows the process like better than almost anyone. So, I'm excited to hear you talk to Jack about the Hall of Fame and yep. Mongo and Devin Hester, and it's going to be a great show. We will be off tomorrow, so there w the Bears don't practice tomorrow. We're going to take a day off, even though I said hashtag no days off, for the record. That's right. I did not say that. I'm going to bring my Shady Rays and hit the links so I can keep practicing for Coghill. Make sure you get your tickets August 25th for our CHGO kickoff classic. Let's Can't wait for it. And we've got a bunch of foursomes in there, so go grab yours now. Become a diehard. Bob Jacobson was out at practice today, my man, and uh, he signed up for a foursome. So super excited. It was great to see him and his wife and his two kids out there. The, bear, the CHO, because when you sign up, you have to click that you got it through the CH, like the CHO mm -hmm. Bears are the reason you're signing up. And we are going to win this competition because CHO Cubs might be talking smack over there, but I promise we're going to win this competition. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that competition. Yeah. Yeah, let's run them. Get these guys out of here. Put Bears in there. You're coming. You're going to hang out with us. We're going to have a great Shady time. Rays. Show Bears. Um, Put it down. All right. Brags, Bears, Bad after dark tonight. And Hassan, yes, there's a show Saturday and Sunday. We're doing shows Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. When the Off Bears day, go, we, we go. Covered. Off day tomorrow, but the Hall of Fame game is tomorrow night. Football, For, tomorrow night. football is on TV yeah. tomorrow <laughs> night. And I don't care that it's just preseason. Let's go. I think I'll be at the cup. Uh, <laughs> you don't deserve to go, but that's a different story for another day. Wow. Nope. Don't, don't ever tell me anything like that ever again. <laughs> I, I've put in so much more time than you. You are a, you are a baby, and, and, and you need to come to my class before you speak. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Eight o'clock tonight, Bears. Yeah, it's the Jets on the Hall of Fame. Ishio, Bears after dark, and uh, we're back Thursday, not Thursday, Friday at 3 o'clock after practice. It's going to be a fun practice. Justin's going to be back. Bears offense is going to be back. We'll talk to you then. See you then. Bye. <laughs>